Hello there. Welcome to What the Fuck. My name is Tom, and today I am joined by Adam. Hello. Yep. Hello. Just um, the two of us today. <laughs> Just um, the two of us. <laughs> yep, and uh, we are here today for a special emergency um, version of the podcast because there has been some very, very interesting news in the last 24 hours that we thought we needed to discuss as a matter of urgency. So, if you haven't heard, essentially, in the UK, the House of Lords, which is one of the chambers of government, has recommended that all video game loot boxes should be regulated under existing gambling laws, which specifically is the Gambling Act of 2005, which we'll go into later. But what this basically means is, is that according to British Parliament, FIFA packs are officially a form of gambling. I think that's the simplest way to put it, wouldn't you say, Adam? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, so essentially, FIFA points are gambling. Um, using FIFA points to open packs is gambling. Now, whether that also means things like SBCs and rewards are seen as gambling, I think that might be harder to argue and a different case for another time. But I think that by definition of just saying that FIFA points buying FIFA packs with points is gambling. I think that alters the game enough to make a massive difference. Oh, so so questionably. Okay, so the first thing we thought we'd say is why why we think it's gambling. Um and we've not seen the entire report yet. Um but basically the report says that um the report says that basically that the uh, that essentially, if a product looks like gambling and feels like gambling, it should be regulated as gambling, specifically as a game of chance. Um, and I think that's essentially the way we feel. That Adam, I would like if you'd like to come in on this, but for me, I think one of the biggest things is the language around the pack that it's about odds, it's about chance. Um, that the language around the packs is what one one of the things which indicates that it is gambling. A hundred percent. I think that, I mean, they 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 cut this down a lot, but a lot of the um, game uh, the content providers say this, but the word hype is used so much, and there are just certain things where it's just like they they try like you know they've said things to take it away from gambling, but. Let's be let's be honest. It is. It's it looks, smells, and tastes like gambling. I I I would feel the same going and buying the scratch card. Yeah. You know, so, cherry, cherry. Oh, like that so kind of same. Yeah. Um. So I'd 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 like to say quickly before we continue that everything we say is our opinion and it doesn't reflect any organisations we work for or are involved with either through the podcast or through our official jobs. Now yeah. that said, I have worked in the gambling industry for nearly six years. I work in gambling. I see gambling every day in my life. I understand a lot of the legislation. I have to do paperwork, all sorts. It's a part of my life. Um, and interestingly enough, we, it was about two years ago, me and Stephen did a podcast about how me arguing that I thought it was gambling. And we argued a lot of the similar things. And the biggest thing for me is I, I have seen very similar patterns of behaviours between people who have problems with 
buying FIFA points and spending too much money on FIFA than they would with problem gambling. Um, things like losing control, things like being in denial over what they're doing, things like going and doing it when they're stressed or upset. Um, and there's some really shocking statistics out there. And I think if it is decided it's gambling, then it has to be stopped because obviously, um, ch in theory, children are using their money and there's been um, some really good documentaries and work done out there. There's a really good YouTube video by JCC, which outlines um, or uses examples of children who have been really affected by spending FIFA points, too many FIFA points. Um, a really shocking statistic is that there is estimated around 55,000 problem gamblers in this country aged between 11 and 16. Mm. That's, um, that's that's the most worrying statistic that I've heard from this. That's the one that genuinely made me sit up. I know that I know that at the moment we're dealing with like things like coronavirus and we see like big numbers of people all the time and we're a bit desensitized to it. But 55,000 underage people with gambling issues from 11 till 16 that is awful. The idea that that is just out there happening is just it's just petrifying. The, re the report, it talks about um, all online games should be reviewed or new online games should be reviewed to see if they appeal to children and if their potential harm should be or their potential to cause harm should be assessed. And it also says that esports betting is another possible gateway. So I think one of the things we think about is, is through FIFA, through this, um, this mechanism of buying packs, is it's getting people used to the feeling you get when you're gambling in bookmakers or casinos or online and i see it all the time and i one of the things i've compared it to is opening a pack for me and for a lot of people i know feels very very similar to the high of a spin of a roulette wheel and because it's so instant like that and is there kind of i think i guess a dopamine here you're like oh my god it's spinning and if it spins and hits something you want or if that flashlight comes up and you know it's a walkout that's you get that hit of like excitement oh without question i mean just 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 think of it this way right i mean you used um a roulette machine but for me the funny one is the the fruit machines because if you look a fruit machine it's not like you know maybe back in the 20s it would have just been you know free fruit lined up but you look at a modern fruit machine and there are a million lights. It's very confusing and distracting. There's lots and lots going on. You yeah. know, there's like, oh, go up this path. And, you know, it's not just free will spinning. You look at a FIFA pack opening, right? And let's just go from the beginning. First millisecond or so, those that are quite addicted to it, myself, will know instantly whether or not that pack's worth even looking at. Then you get... You get the, 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 the dressing around it, so it might be like the thing promoting that thing, or it might be a Christmas tree, or it might be a team of the year banner, or something like that. You then, the doors open. The lights will tell you what roughly, you, you know, are you going to get something that's just normal this, or a, or a team of the year. All of these are triggering you within three seconds. You've not even got to the point where you know if it's good or not, really. Because yeah. there's a big difference between, get. let's say we're going to get a walkout, there's a big difference between getting Bernardo Silva and Cristiano Ronaldo at the beginning of the game, and especially getting it around Team of the Year, or you know. But yeah, you absolutely. go, you go through it. So we've got all these flares now. Now I'm looking at the side of the entrance, 
and it's all it's got blue but it's got like a gold team of the year logo oh my god i've finally broken it i've finally done it we're going through now it's the the nation i'm hoping for something good like i haven't even got to the point yet where i've got for a player but there are that many different triggers that people are looking out for we haven't even got to what position what team nothing they they come and then when you finally get through and you've got this good player great player you know above a board you get these flares and rockets in the sky and explosions and a song starts playing and you're like being rewarded for opening that pack like you've done it you're the champ man and it's just like oh my god and you've essentially won a game of chance yeah and so. you feel the same as if you if you see cherry 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 um, so yeah I talked about roulette and possibly roulette machines you talked about um, fruit machine and they have one thing in common and they're both what was known in the gambling industry as FOBTs fixed odds betting terminals yeah. which is there is fixed odds on an electric machine and you press a button to do to put oh, you put money in you press a button and a outcome is determined based on fixed odds that are fixed at the time and um, and this is basically identical to what happens with FIFA. The only difference is, instead of money coming out, you get players come out. Yeah. Um, but you put real money in, in a game of chance. And let, let's be real. The odds are fairly low on getting anything good. And you're more likely to get nothing out of it than something, which is the gambling as aspect of it. And you look at you look at the odds and it's things like you'll see... The odds of a team of the season will be like in a mega pack, which how much does a mega pack cost? Something like five, five pounds. pounds or something. Five pounds, right um, on the most. Yeah. And the odds will be like one point eight percent. Which say we round it up to two percent, right? Okay. Um would you go and stick money on a fifty to one shot and expect it to win? No, you wouldn't, because that's no. what it translates as. Um But the language around that, pack odds, chance, it all revolves around odds it all revolves around you are putting something in to stand a chance of winning something which in by definition is a form of gambling and that's that so i, I think we've covered that but that's why in my opinion and i think in your opinion adam um and if you want to add anything go ahead but that's why we think it's gambling no i mean the, the thing i would like to add is the fact that these, you know, I, I talked about like reward systems as such, like, you know, seeing particular flags, particular this, particular that. It is teaching young people that if you put money in, you could always possibly get something back, which yeah. is terrible education for the youth. Now, look, if people want to gamble, I've never had a problem with that. However, no. in a game that's peggy free, well, there's a reason why we don't let kids gamble. There's, there's yeah, good reasons. There's also good reasons why we um, have lots of laws that require you to hit a certain age. Because when you're an adult, you can make those decisions, or at least you're better equipped to. Some people your, are. Your, your brain is literally more developed and better developed to make decisions. Yeah, because if I gave, if I gave a young kid a thousand pounds and said, listen... Um, 500 of that why don't you save it for uni and 500 you buy a computer yeah or you can spend a thousand on FIFA points I think a lot of kids that play this game will put the whole thousand on FIFA points and not even care 
because kids yeah. don't have a concept of like you know no, i think young you know, like young like i think the sort of age you're thinking about i'm guessing you're thinking that 11 to 16 age, age yes. bracket where you see money as a sort of disposable income and it and the issue for me is as well is it's easy to spend an awful lot of money very quickly now when i was 15 16 i had a saturday job like most people did and well by the end um by the time i was 16 17 i was earning a reasonable amount of money for age but i couldn't walk into a bookies i could walk into mcdonald's and buy a cheeseburger which someone who we spoke to today argued that you could go into a fast food restaurant and buy food and that's bad for you but the difference is you can't spend you're guaranteed a a product but also you can't literally spend thousands of pounds in minutes and no. that's the thing you can do on FIFA. You can spend maybe not thousands in minutes, more like hours, but you can certainly spend hundreds in minutes and get little to nothing back. No, you can you can, you can get through thing. thousands. If I you... think it, it depends on the promo and the packs, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's true. But if you look at a, if you look at a, I almost called it a Bateson round then, but if you look at a lightning round, and yeah, you see the speed in which now the reason why. I'm flagging up him, and it's not like this is an attack on anyone, but between him and Castro, they managed to do £13,500 in a 24-hour period. £13,500 is a hell of a chunk of change. Yeah. It's not... That's not... That's not like, oh, look at this person going and buying a £500 belt. What an idiot. You can call yeah. that person an idiot, but they've got a product, and they chose to make that product. They spent £13,500 between the two of them, yeah? Yeah. Now, that will get you a car. A brand new car. As in, you It'll go in the showroom. It'll get on a mortgage. Yep, exactly, right? So, they've gone and spent that. They're more than entitled to. They're both over 18. But they've gone and spent that for a promo called Team of the Year. Between them, they got zero Team of the Years after spending £13,500. Now, and if I you... Think... If you spent £13,500, you would expect to be guaranteed every single one, in my opinion. At that point, if you drop thirteen and a half grand on the game, you should it's literally be lining up with every single team of the year. The fact and that I you're think... not is just... Uh, yeah. I think we'll talk, we'll talk about content creators in more detail later. Yeah, but sorry. One of the things, like we said, again, it, it a shows how much how easy it is to spend a lot of money quickly but also these people are on youtube and twitch and therefore set an example to other people yeah um and one of the things you have to be very careful of, um is when you promote actual gambling you have to be very careful in the way you promote it and you have to be very upfront and fair with the ways you advertise it and promote it and um it is my understanding of the um, gambling legislation, but I couldn't just sit there and go, "Oh my goodness, it's amazing! I play yeah, for time and make lots of money." Here's me doing it. Everyone should go and do it. Here's me live um, streaming it on Twitch. Like, yeah, you have to be more honest than that, and I think that's one of the problems. So, if we move on, uh, we talked about it briefly. So, this is what this essentially means: is the 2005 Gambling Act. Um, which was set up to regulate um, online gambling, casinos, um, betting shops, and arcades, all regulated by the Gambling Commission. That is basically FIFA, 
will, in essence, if they're your, they're selling FIFA points to open packs, will be included under that legislation and therefore regulated. So when we look at that legislation, the legislation has what we know is the three licensing objectives. So the first one is that gambling should not be a source of crime or disorder associated with crime or disorder or be used to support crime. Um, what that in essence means is things like money laundering or using money obtained from crime. It is illegal to spend that on gambling in this country. Yeah. Um, it, and every single bookmaker, casino, whatever, has to prove that they're going through certain um, measures to minimise that as much as possible, including anonymously reporting if they think um, people are gambling through uh, using money obtained through crime and so on, um, which is a very serious thing and taken very seriously by the Gambling Commission and the government, which EA would, ha in theory, have to take into account. Now, I don't know. I don't think there's a lot more to say about that. Um, I don't know what you think, Adam. I don't think there's a lot more to say about that um, in terms of how EA would operate. I, I think, think that EA would have to start being very, very, very careful about the the enterprises that... So if, at, right now, they they are extremely lenient, in my opinion, on coin sellers and coin buyers. In fact, they are far too lenient. Well, that's got... thing. So if in theory coin selling is illegal, then in theory, if people are selling coins and use them packs, that is... EA will have to go harder. They'll have to be yeah. reporting these people left, right, and centre, and they will have to adhere to that because that is that's the law. <laughs> you are, yeah. otherwise you're in for facilitating gambling. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, which is very interesting, is, and in my opinion, could change the way FIFA is completely structured fundamentally. Is gambling should be conducted in a fair and open way. So. In terms of a practical sense, what this means is that in, say, a bookmakers or a casino, you have a clear set of terms and conditions published. You then have every single runner has clear odds published um, mm. that are plain to see. And that basically in the terms of in the sort of terms of entry or the terms of service, whatever you want to call it in the rules, um, it is covered how the gambling will be conducted fairly, what the ins and outs of the rules are, so that you can't, basically, the, the bookies can't do you. Like, the bookies can't say, oh, did you not know about this rule? Um, they can't spring surprises on you. And it's it's open and it's fair. And this is the biggest thing about FIFA for me. And we've, or one of the biggest things for me, and we've discussed this on the podcast before, is the pack odds are not open. No. Which, in my opinion, therefore means they're not fair. So they'll say the odds of getting a team of the season are 2% in these packs. But if it was fair and open, what they'd say is the odds of getting Ronaldo are this percent. The odds of getting Dybala are at this percent. The odds of getting Quadrado are at this percent. But they don't say that. No. Um, and I think to be fair and open, in my opinion, they'd have to do that. They'd have to publish every player and what the odds are getting each player. Oh, 100%. I mean, let's just... Let's just look at it from the practical sense of, you know, um, other games that have included gambling. Uh, sorry, other game. Sorry, gambling things. Right now, I know it's not apples to apples, but if I go into a bookies and I decide that I am going to bet on horses, yeah, I get yeah. odds based on what that 
that bookie feels, as in the chance of them getting over the line. Now, it's up to me, the person that's betting, to, one, try and either have a better view of what's going to happen than the bookie. Yeah. Which is hard. There's a reason why they're successful companies. Yeah. Or it's up to me to do it based on either feeling, emotion, or humour, or, you know, just enjoying myself. You know, I mean, a, a lot of people can have a bet once a year on something like the Grand National, and that's just, like, something they find fun, and they'll just stick it on a random horse. Yeah. But you have got controls in there, and you know exactly you, you the people that you're betting against. Because let's be honest, we're betting against EA every time we put the money in. Because the idea yeah. of us getting something good is disgusting to them. And I don't mean no. that in a bad... Like, people might think, oh, he's really... Weird. No, if you're setting up a game where you want people to spend... You don't want people getting good shit. <laughs> That's why... And if you do, you want to devalue it as soon as possible, which is what... Yeah, which is what they do. In our, in our opinion. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest, like, a, a common thing that's being said that the whole year, why do we never get pack odds on untradeable packs? Yeah. Because they feel boosted. And, and simply put, when you walk into a bookies or you're online or whatever, or even when you go to bet on roulette, every single runner has a price listed. If I bet on the Grand National and there's 40 horses, I can get a price or the odds on every single horse in that race and understand what I'm betting on, what the what the chances are deemed to be for other horses in that race. If you go to roulette, then if the price is displayed for every number, for every line, for colour, for odds evens, for high low, like... And also you, and also plenty of for for most of the games of like chance that you get in a casino, if you take it away from the electronic machines just for one second, yeah. all of them, you have a you can work out roughly what the chances are per turn. Like for yeah. instance, you know I'm not talking about counting cards or like you know some magician shit. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not rocket science. If you learn these get like there are papers published on what your chances are when you're playing um roulette you have a one in 36 chance of it hitting one of them numbers yeah but depending on how many zeros there are but you sit there yeah yeah and sorry you can say like oh look there's 36 numbers there are 35 numbers or whatever right then you can work out you know that there's not more better odds in it hitting one number than another no um and we all know that there are certain players and we don't know how they work it out but it's easier. How many people packed Luis Alberto? Was it Luis Alberto? Yeah, Luis Alberto. Luis Alberto, who's 97 rated, who in theory should be far harder to pack than, say, Paolo Dybala or um, Lautaro Martinez. But loads of people packed him. Or the other example, when um, Sandro come out of the team of the season, the ultimate team of the season, yep. packs, and they had clearly messed up the pack odds, in my opinion, so they took the pack away and then put it back with the revised odds. Yeah. Well, um, no, uh, I mean... Let's that's be, not let's fair be and open. That is not fair and open. I, I mean, I've asked people from EA directly this and they say, oh, we aren't told, um, but this is as far as we know. And I've said, no, I have packed... At the start of the season, I had pa I've packed quite well, by the way, but I'd still packed seven... 89 goalies 
or sorry, above 88, sorry, 12 above 88 goalies within the first four months, yeah? Yeah. Above 88 players, uh, outfield, four. Exactly, and it says it all. So why so, am I getting only one third? And then by the end of this year, if I don't include packs that are sort of like geared towards you getting eight team of the season or something like that. In fact, no, yeah. let's just look at the team of the seasons. Why was it That's... the fact that um, I was we were all hitting the same bloody players again and again and again and again and again? Verratti was supposed to be like really high rated. What is he, 96 overall? 95, I think. 95. I packed four Verratti's and one Renato Sanchez. Yeah. They are pretty much identical in terms of what they should be in game. Now, obviously, we know that Renato's more special, blah, 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 but that's crap. <laughs> yeah. I think that's. So basically, and I think a lot of people at home will mirror from what we've said that their experience is the same. A lot of people I've spoken to have said that. So to sum that bit up, that gambling should be conducted in a fair and open way, in our opinion. It is currently not being conducted in a fair and open way. Therefore, it will fundamentally change the way FIFA is run. Yeah, or FIFA Ultimate Team is operating. Okay, so the final one, which this is the angle taken by the British media and arguably the angle taken in much of the report, is that children and other vulnerable people should not be harmed or exploited by gambling. So firstly, we'll deal with children because this is the easiest one. Yeah. And this is where, you know, like it's easy to say the low, lowest hanging fruit is. But in my opinion, that there are a lot of children out there being exploited by these packs that are spending their money on these packs, um, that it appeals to them. And it's easy to spend money, no matter how they gain it, whether it's theirs or their parents. It's easy to gamble on these packs. And young teenagers or children um, in my opinion are more likely to be exploited by that and therefore are and it is a serious problem and if you see the JCC video on YouTube where there's count well there's a few examples of this where genuinely like there's a 17 year old that spent thousands of pounds yeah. on this game that he wouldn't be able to book walk into a bookies and do that he wouldn't be able to set up an online account and do that legally no and also there are there are protections put in place on them kind of things where they will that it's their legal obligation to be like Jesus bloody Christ what are you doing like yeah you know they, they, they don't get me wrong do, do you any corporation doesn't want to turn around to you and stop you spending money with them all right that that would be counterintuitive of course however if we don't have protections like that then we have pandemonium which is what we okay. have with this game because um, operators oh sorry people who run gambling operations have a legal responsibility to and it's the goes on to the other part of the uh, license objective protecting the vulnerable people from being harmed by gambling um and we have something in my industry we call responsible gambling interactions we are legally obliged to do them on people you think might have a, might be vulnerable and have a problem with gambling so one of the, pe the reasons people might be vulnerable is just because they have a gambling addiction um, so then we legally have to interact with those people, see if they're comfortable with their level of spend, advise them on ways they can be helped, um, either through charities or through self-exclusions, through setting limits, taking breaks, all these different things. There's countless ways 
that people can be helped. EA does none of that. No. I've never heard of EA contacting someone and saying, Hi there, we've noticed uh, Mr. Mr. Streamer person, who I won't name, you spent allegedly £100,000 on FIFA this year. Can you afford that? Are you in a good frame of mind? Would you like any help? To Are you comfortable with your level of spend? Oh, yeah, they'd never do that. That's not happening. But under the 2005 Gambling Act, that has to happen now. Mm. That there have been bookmakers who have been fined for not doing that. Millions. They've been fined millions. That it is your legal obligation to protect people who are vulnerable from gambling. Now, another thing is, and this is where it gets into very, very grey areas, is um, people who are affected by drink or drugs from gambling. That, in theory, if you're drunk or you have been partaking in taking drugs, you're not allowed to gamble in betting shops. In theory, not online, but it's very hard to please. But EA will yeah. now have to factor that in. That someone getting drunk and spending loads of money in their game under the 2005 Gambling Act is illegal. It's illegal for EA to take their money. Yeah. That is massive. Yeah, I, I, and a general point is that I've seen a lot of people talking about, oh, this means kids can't gamble or not. No, like, this is a fundamental change to the way EA can operate. Mm-hmm. And it is so... It goes down to the very core of their business. that They've got to think that only over-18s will be able to buy FIFA packs and EA has a legal duty to make sure that they're not vulnerable. So the, it, even things like things like um, disabilities have to be taken into account or being elderly and having disabilities through that. I mean, um, it's absolutely huge, this. And these are all things that bookmakers and casinos and stuff have to take into account. That if they believe that someone isn't of the mental capacity because of an illness or whatever, then they have to communicate with each other, like the people who work for the establishment, and they have to make a judgment on whether to allow that person to gamble. Yeah. And if at any point you think a person isn't in control of what they're doing, then you refuse them service. Yeah. And this is what EA is going to have to do by the law. Whether it works out of that in practice, I'd like to see. But from my understanding, under the Gambling Act, that's what this means, which is huge. And they should have had the, a lot of these systems in place already. If they'd have had a lot of these systems in place already, then they could have potentially avoided this. You know what's going to come at them because, I mean, let's 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 just, you know what, like, and we've mentioned it earlier about you know kids losing thousands. Let's forget that just for a minute. And let's just focus on, I don't know, Johnny, let's say, right? Just, you know, like, I don't know, Mark. A random person. A random little kid, yeah? He's John 14. He's, he, yeah, he's 14 years old, and he gets 50 quid from his grandma for Christmas, right? You, as a parent, I promise you that you, it's not your, it's your job to try and, like, raise your kids to be great and all of that, but... It's almost impossible for parents to effectively police their kid going to... Like, if your kid says to you, I'm going down to the game shop, and you're like, I like the kid playing games. You know, he interacts with his friends, and, you know, it's not my time. I'm going to be a modern parent. Kid goes to the shop, goes and buys 50 quid's worth of um, FIFA points without you realising. Because they're not just... It's not just that you can only purchase them online or anything. You can go to shops and just go and buy, an, you know, a PS5 store voucher. 
Absolutely. Or you, you can, can buy, one yeah, on. you can literally buy FIFA points in certain game retailers, like retailers yeah. that sell games in this country. Yeah, and then you just go home, load them up, and then there you go. And like, all right, that kid hasn't lost thousands; it's lost fifty quid, right? But if it do, if that kid does these sort of things every Christmas, every time they get pocket money, you know, it mounts up. And this kid, instead of maybe going out buying himself a football, you know, or you know, going out with his friends to the cinema or stuff. You got like we all like to like because of the big numbers. It's easy to focus on the kids that have spent thousands, but the kids spending hundreds are still a massive issue because they're changing their life based on a reward system and being taught from that, and then they're so, going to go forward in life and be like, I just stick five down the bookies. I'll stick so, like I, I, because I, they I haven't been taught in, properly. I think it's important as well for us to outline why that is different to say someone getting 50 quid from their gran and going and buying the game of fifa or or any video game out there and the difference is because in my opinion is because a like we said before it triggers a lot of the same emotions and the same parts of your brain as gambling yeah um i think i think actually that's the biggest one but also because it is then compulsive and therefore addictive and it is very easy to lose control. No, like, no child is going to be like, oh, I bought 47 copies of the new FPS game that just came out. But you could buy 47 lots of 4,600 FIFA points over a year. Absolutely. And I think that's it for me, is that the behaviours it encourages and how easy it is to, in my opinion, develop uh, an addiction. It's literally like develop a form of addiction to that feeling of opening packs um, is astounding. And a lot of this is, or all of this is based on evidence from just people we know, basically. Myself. People we've interacted with through the podcast. Um, My experience working in gambling and drawing parallels between the two and yourself adam if would you like to talk a little bit about yeah no happily i well, not happily but like yes yeah it's, it's important um i had massive issues last fifa fifa 19 i had massive issues with the way i was spending um to the point where both you and steve had to have an uncomfortable conversation with me and be like yeah. dude it's starting to get a bit of a worry because you seem like you're buying every had... day we essentially i essentially had a responsible gambling yeah. Where I said, look, this is how much you're spending. Are you happy with how much you're spending? And what help would, like, can we help you to stop you spending? And together, um, you know, that essentially you've managed to limit your spending and now you don't spend hardly anything. No, no, no. This this year, uh, this year I've literally spent about a tenth, maybe 20% of what I spent last year um, within the first three months of last year. By the way, I don't yeah. mean the whole year. That's how yeah. bad it was. Um, this year, I've not like occasionally I'll put. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put like twenty quid. I have. I not once have I gone and bought the full eighty quid. Um, I wouldn't go near them anymore. I've just done it when I need, when I fancied it. And it, but the thing is, I'm thirty one years old. I can make that fucking choice. And yeah. you've I, and got I mean a job. That, you've got disposable income, same as me. We can make that choice. Yeah. But even then, like when you was 
arguably you were no, when I had a massive prey. issue with it why then, then why you, in my opinion you were becoming you were addicted to it and therefore someone should have been able to step in and say hang on you're you could be a vulnerable person certainly that you are showing problems with you're not in control of your level of spend yeah and therefore you shouldn't be gambling without being interacted with and I, I, I'll tell you something about the, the people that, that have that um, the bad spend, and I can say this now from personal experience. What happens is, is there's a chase that happens, okay? So when you spend, let's say you spend five pounds, whatever a low limit is in your head, I'm not going to tell people what, what money is low to them. Because, because, because money is different to different people, yeah. and I've always said this. To some people, they can lose a pound and be absolutely distraught. Some people can afford to lose a hundred pounds and not care. Yeah. Like, that's just the way it goes. But yeah, carry on. Sorry. But no, 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 no. That's a really good point. So, it, take in mind, think of it for you personally. Whatever your oh, that's like a low amount, and then think of what you think would be a high amount to put into a game. Okay. Now, some of you are going to be like, I wouldn't put more than zero. Good for you. But for everybody else listening okay. that does go and buy packs, just just do that. Just put your low and put your high. When you start getting past your high. The reason you're doing it is because now you're chasing. You're chasing to make it worthwhile because the humiliation in of, for yourself and the realization that oh my god, what have I bloody just done? You are you're then like, well, fuck it. If I spend a little bit more and I get it back, then I won't feel this way. And that is fucking horrible. And this game does that more than because honestly, I've I've gone to casinos before, like especially my stacks and stuff. And I was I almost lost all my money, and I had the greatest big smile on my face because I was like, "Well, I went in with the impression that I was going to lose it all anyway." You're not, you are never going in with the impression that you're going to lose it all with FIFA. You're always hoping. Even the content creators are always hoping that something good comes out of that pack. This isn't a game of you're not doing it for fun. Like, and in my opinion, it's the way it's advertised. So you'll you'll log into the screen, and the the loading screen to get onto foot will have the. The nice new promo, the team of the season display. And you'll see that nice Mohamed Salah and that Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And, and it will say, like, now in packs. Um, when you walk into a bookmaker's or you go online, they will, there, there will be something that says, this is the jackpot. But then it will tell you the odds on getting the jackpot. Yeah. But that's it. You don't see, like, oh, in, in like, come into this betting shop now and you can win this on this and this and this and like it's got it displayed like you will get this like it's just not it's the odds are clearly displayed and they're not in my and this is my opinion they're not glorified and that is it's, it's difficult to explain in words but for me the journey when you open ultimate team and you see the cards there and you see that they're impacted it sort of glorifies and makes you think there's a better chance of getting the players than there is. Oh, a billion, billion, trillion percent. And also, it's that it's that horrible thing where. So I, I've, I've, I was thinking about this really hard the other day, right? But all of us. So when, because obviously we have like a little group, especially for the podcast, where we basically will say what we've got or what team we're thinking of or you know just general chit chatter about this game and i've noticed that if you get a group of four it's very unlikely that um all of you are going to have terrible pack luck for 12 months 
one of you will do a bit well. And what will happen with that is that let's say that me, me, Steve, Tom, and uh, another friend are willing to spend five hundred pounds on this game each. Now that's not the case, but just for this example, okay, we all go and spend, you know, throughout the year. But what happens is that one of us packs two icon prime moments and is five million ahead. Yeah. Do you think that the other ones are going to start to get a bit jealous and maybe think, oh, well, I want to catch up? Because that's happened with me. I'm going to be completely raw, honest. Yeah, no, like... And the Twitter thing as well. We've really thought, like, not me and you, but in our friendship group, that we've seen people almost argue out of jealousy. Oh, no. And, 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 no, sorry, I was saying, you fell out with someone over FIFA recently. Yeah, no, I, I, well, no, but that was that was the original part. Then after that, yeah. it was yeah, more but what I mean is, well is out of FIFA. That, but... that, and it comes down to a game of chance that it divides people and it's negative. And before we move on, I there's just one thing, and it kind of ties into what we'll talk about next, the content creation. The mad thing about this is, is it's a football game. Yes. FIFA is meant to be a game about football. And I realised fairly recently that when I decided that I'm not going to be playing the next FIFA, I've spent more time, and a lot of people are the same, in menus than playing football. Which is fine, like, if you like to... Um, Certain games like that are fine, but the reason you're in menus is because, quite frankly, it's or I'm in menus is because, quite frankly, it's more fun crafting and opening packs than it is playing the bloody football game. Oh, yeah, yeah, this football game, which should be about enjoying the sport of football, very, very inter very, very little emphasis is put on playing the game of football. But in my opinion, a lot of the marketing, um the way the game is set up, the way the menus are set up. The, the smallest box often is the bit to go into a game. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest square is to find the packs. Yeah. Oh, and, no, you're and completely to go into right. SPCs or to look at your squad, right? The, and that's, that's what it comes down to, is that they want to draw your eye to spending your coins or points. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that... Like I say, in terms of a lot of the advertising and marketing, and yeah, quite frankly, the quality of the gameplay, because let's be honest, no one likes the gameplay in FIFA 20. Yeah. 5% of the people, I reckon. That's just my opinion. But how little emphasis is put on the gameplay, and it's essentially has turned into a gambling-based card-collecting game. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what, it's really funny you said all that, because I was just thinking about something that gets unsaid. What happens for a lot of people, I believe, is there's a reason why FIFA Rage, I think, happens. When I go, when my wife plays Apex Legends, she hasn't put any money into that game. And it's another EA game, funny enough, but she's not put any money into that game. The only yeah. thing that you can win in it is cosmetic. Uh, as in, like, pay for. Yeah. Right? I have never heard her even have one bout of anger, even close to to mine she's been like oh i really wish i'd have won that game or something but never like you know like shaking with rage or anything like that 
when you have got a game where you've poured in money, now, as I said, money is different for everyone, but for me, if if I've put a £100 extra than the actual game, and I've put in so many hours because of the fact that I don't have enough money to just continually craft and build and get crazy players, if I've yep. had to put that much time in, it's infuriating when it doesn't work. And I think a lot of the matrix of this game and the, the makeup of it is to get you angry so you go and spend. Because let's just be completely freaking honest, right? The game has so much shit that just shouldn't happen in a game that you're spending that much money on and that people yeah. are like using as their profession. You've got things Absolutely. where the, you know, where the game will kick you out randomly and you both lose. It's not a case of, oh, that's a shame. Um, we see that the score was nil-nil, and it's after the first half, so, you know, draw for everyone, move on to your next game. Unfortunate. No, it's designed to make you go fucking crazy. Just tweaking you a little bit every now and then, and then having things like where people celebrate. But instead of the celebration being, I scored a good, I scored a good goal, yay, and throwing their hands up, it's shh, dab, 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 shh. They make the most enraging celebrations possible. Yeah. Thumbs up, or swimming, or you turn into a cat, or like, and you say, oh, that's just life, don't look at it. But no, when, because anyone who's playing FIFA, you're like, there's a naturally competitive side. If you're spending money on foot, and you're getting into FIFA, then naturally there is a competitive element to it. So therefore, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, like, because... Like we've, I'm so, I reckon the majority of FIFA players have been where someone is shushing, dabbing, whatever, and, you, and they tilt you. And it is, as Adam said, it is easier, in my opinion, to get tilted on FIFA than any other game. And I think that is on purpose to engineer you or to guide you into being more likely to spend money on the game, to fool you into thinking if I have a better team, then this will happen less. Yeah, and, and you know, like, for instance, I mean, I, one of the big things I see um is you know if i get that one player to unlock the defense because the the other thing about this fifa and i don't want to go too much on about like the gameplay issues but one of the big things is that it's a very defensive game this year and the idea of unlocking the defenses is a big thing and what what do you want to do like how do you do that you have the best possible freaking players you have the ben yedders and things like that and yeah, so if, if, if you think oh like i just can't score but if I had Ben Yedder, then maybe he's a he's maybe he's the special key. Yeah. So therefore, come league uh, team of the season, I'm going to spend some money because I want a chance of that card. Yeah, and you know, I mean, but that's how that's that's how the game's designed. Yeah. Okay, so I think we should move on to just how we think this could affect the game going forward and the game around it. Yeah. Again, no, a lot but... of this is our opinion. None of this is fact. None of this like is indisputable. This is all opinion and how we predictions and whatever. And the first thing I wanted to talk about is content creators. And I, yeah. and I think essentially content creators. And there's a little bit of a like a grey area, um, or like a, I guess you could say it's a Venn diagram. First and um, with a little bit in the middle. But generally, you have content creators that make money off FIFA by opening packs and showing off their clubs. Yeah. And you have content creators that emphasize on the gameplay. And a lot of the ones that open packs may also talk about the market. But essentially, you have ones that do menus, which is mainly packs, and ones that do gameplay. 
Yeah. And it's very telling that the majority of the most popular channels are the ones that are essentially menu-based and pack-based. Yep. Um, and I've got to be honest here, in my opinion, that there's a, I've seen a few people getting angry, a few kicking off, and there's people who are worried that it's if you have a bit of money behind you, it is very easy, in my opinion, low-hanging fruit, basic, to make an exciting pack-opening video, make it look good, and make money of that video in terms of whatever, like, or make that video get views. 2,000%. And this is one of my issues with content in the community. And it's kind of a chicken or exit. Because people want to sit there and watch pack videos, so then people make them. But then people make the pack videos, and then it's become a thing. Um, whereas, I would hope that going forward, this would mean that this is now on the side of content creators. Because people who focus on coaching, people who focus on being a professional, um, sh showcasing the gameplay elements of the game, yeah. are now in an advantage. Because they're going to lose a lot less from this. Yes. Um, and my personal opinion is that, and I think we've briefly discovered, on, uh, touched on it, sorry, is that the gameplay content creators, sorry, the content creators that focus packs and so on are glorifying packs. And I'm, I'm sorry, in my opinion, they make people, especially children, want to buy more packs. If I watch uh, my favourite streamer, if I watch my favourite YouTuber player, yeah. uh, sorry, um, YouTuber, and they pack something amazing or they spend 100,000 FIFA points, I'm sitting there like, oh, I want to do that now. He's just packed. My favourite player in the world his team of the season, or is is Marco Royce. I love Marco Royce. Yeah. Right? This is just an example. It's not my favorite. But, right, it's Marco Royce, okay? And I've just seen, insert person, pack Marco Royce. Oh my god, like, I really want a piece of that. I, in my opinion, those are the people more likely to, yeah, that they're making people more likely to buy FIFA points. And I think that will change. And I think they're. The way they operate will have to change. Oh, look, look, without without a shadow of a doubt, and I think, you know what, the the, the larger point you were making about like how like content creators, um, you know, a pack opening will get well more. Well, if if you if you type in the best player in the world, and look for, you know, his highest view count. Who is with the uh, the footballers F two freestylers, right? Yeah. And then below that is a top one hundred game against a uh, good thing, and that's three point two million views. Yeah. The highest yeah. pack openings get four forty one million. Yeah, and there are certain. Now that's not all. Of... Just appear and open packs, and that's content. Yeah. Oh um... yeah, yeah. Like I, I would say that if you're looking at like the average views of pack openings, right? As in, like, what the view count for the best big ones are, I'd say around five million. But on that text, so F F two text or D H text as he now is, right? So remember that his best pack opening was uh, not pack opening. Sorry, his best thing was against another great player, right? And there's yeah, other his ones. Best, his best viewed video. Yeah, three point eight, three point two million. Yeah. W S two, who I've never seen play this game once. 
Yeah, I think he's a sideman or whatever the fuck that is. He's a member of the sidemen. Uh, from what I remember, he used to play FIFA back in the day of like wages and stuff, and now he's essentially open. Which, which he is a over eighty year old person, right? He, in my opinion, he should be legally allowed to buy the packs and to open the packs. Fine. My issue is, is he's then on a platform which is available for all ages, then essentially glorifying spending all this money and getting these players. Yep. His top video, and if you type in FIFA packs on YouTube, you can confirm that I'm not like coming up with some random bullshit here. If you type in W2S, his top video is 41 million views. His second top is 22 million views. His third top is 19, then 19, then 19, then 18, then 18, then 16. But you get the point here. And again, this is this is our opinion, and you could say all he's doing is opening the packs, like glorifying. But in my opinion, by virtue of just showing him opening those packs, as soon as he gets a good player, and he, I'll admit he's quite an entertaining, like, good personality as well, which goes along with it. But you see someone who you their videos can be quite funny, you quite like, and then they're sitting there opening these packs and they get something good. Just by virtue of that, whether he tell, even if he says don't buy packs, right? Just by virtue of doing that, he's making people want to open packs. I'm sorry, because I've done it myself. I'm, I love... I'm a big fan of KSI, right? Mm. And everything he's done. And in the past, I've sat there, going back FIFAs of years and years gone by, and I've seen KSI open packs, and I've gone, oh, I really want to do a pack opening now. I just got, I really fancy it. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And I think that will change. And fundamentally, in 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 our in my opinion, I don't think it's a good thing that people do the pack openings and that. Is, but whether you think it's that's not what the debate really is now. The debate is what will change, and that will change that. That if this if the two thousand and five gambling act applies to FIFA, that will change. Um, so the next thing we should probably move on to is just what is in the future of FIFA itself. Will the UK even get a game? Uh, the first thing to say is these are House of Lords recommendations. They're not officially adopted by Parliament. Parliament will have time to have to adapt laws, amend things. Mm. Um, there could be like committees meeting. I'm sure there'll be a debate in Parliament all sorts before anything concrete happens. Um, so it, this is just my opinion. I am too late for FIFA 21 unless it gets pulled halfway through. Um but I think unless EA just get scared like they did with Belgium and just whatever. But I think that, e I mean, one scenario is that EA get scared and either pull FIFA 21 from the UK or they sell a version of FIFA 21 without a team. I don't think there is enough time for them to, because from all the things we've gone through, through making it fair and open, and protecting the vulnerable, um, keeping it crime free. I just don't think there is physically enough time to adapt that in two or three months. No. They're done. Therefore, I just don't. I I don't think there will be an adapted version of FIFA Ultimate Team out in FIFA 21. I think the earliest it would be would be FIFA Two or FIFA 21 on next gen. And I could also imagine that something coming in where it's like from this date, this will be the law in the UK, like. 
as in because not to get not in like a kind way of giving them time to prepare but in no, a way no, where absolutely. people don't people that are involved in them games don't get screwed over and i mean like people that are playing them and stuff but i do so, expect certain if that if it does if it's a uk only thing as in like they lock it into the uk i do see certain content creators getting on the next plane to um america but yeah. the the funny thing about this and the thing that you know, I don't think anyone really brings this up when um, we're talking about like FIFA points and stuff. But I decided to reach out to um, people that were particularly religious because gambling for some religions is seen as, you know, against their religion and something they can't do. Yeah. And, you know, I decided that I was going to try and reach out to these guys and, you know, find out what their opinion was and i would i would like to give a shout out to um a guy called yummy coop online um for speaking out on this and he was and he basically said um i can't like it would make me feel more comfortable if this game was regulated like as in like if it was shown as gambling and also it made me more comfortable if i wasn't there, there was a black and white line there between is this gambling or isn't it yes because then yeah. then then because right now let's be real like we have some of the some of the greatest players in this game come from countries that have zero tolerance on gambling and what will happen to them like if this spreads wider well yeah. shouldn't we have been looking after those people beforehand because we're, we're they're essentially the only way they can get into this is by basically breaking huge tenets of their own religion or belief yeah in order to play a bloody football game. yeah and we're forgetting that their talent should carry them there we, yeah. we this should be a game based on talent now don't yeah. get me wrong i would feel quite comfortable if there was a subscription service behind this game where you pay 10 pound a month to be on ultimate team fine but you can't buy points and you can't... I, I've had enough of just watching people just ripping open packs left, right and centre just because of the fact that they've got too much money and not enough brain cells. And that, that's yep. not just... A, that's not just... That's a that's a quote, by the way, of like when people spend a lot of money on something silly. Yeah. It's not saying they got that they're more brainless. Money than sense. Yes. More money than sense. And um, I want to see... I want to see the best... You know, like, for instance, I've, I've got particular pros I really like watching play. And I know that they don't get to the top of this game because of the fact they can't afford to be at the top of this game. Yeah. We we don't look we've out got, for those type of people. friends who have elite talent in playing the game who aren't elite in terms of ranking because their team doesn't match up to other teams. Um, and it's not your talent. It's Well, your talent is a certain degree, but your wallet is just is just as or almost as important as the talent, which is a shame. Um I just wanted to pick up on one very small thing you said. So you said about giving them time. I think a really interesting parallel is um, last year, the way that roulette machines or fixed odds betting terminals, as they're actually known, was operated completely changed fundamentally. Yeah. And the government actually gave uh, high street bookmakers, I think it was about three months notice. It may have been even longer. But they gave them a distant date to become compliant. by, And I think... I think, in general, and this is sort of getting towards a conclusion, but it's going to take a lot of time, and this is just the beginning. Yes. This isn't the end. This is literally 
the beginning of a process which I think is just starting to get underway. That there's there's a petition going to have it recognised as gambling that to be debated in Parliament. Um, the House of Lords obviously has recommended, um, and it's just going to take time. This is only the beginning. Yeah, no, uh, it, look, 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 a lot of people are seeing this as like the victory of um, all victories, and it is a win. It's not the it's, it's it you we've won a battle, not the war. Yeah, this is going to be around for some. Yeah, or, or to use a football analogy, you've won a game in the league, and great, you might be top of the league, but you've got to play all thirty-eight games of the season. You've got to get towards the, or even a cup. You've got to get to the final, and win the final. Yeah. Just because you won in the second round, like I think I, that is how this is going. And in fact, I, in fact, I, maybe I, that's the best way to end it is that we implore everybody that that feels a similar way to us to not just let this go by the wayside, to not just forget it. So I was just... going to say, similar to you, that I implore people to do actual practical ways of making a difference by contacting your member, of, if you're in the UK or wherever you are, contact your member of parliament or your local politician represents you to tell them about this um, and lobby them. Sign petitions going round. So there is a petition at the moment in the UK, like I said, to for Parliament to debate and to make um, loot boxes considered gambling. Yeah. Do those things. Contact your politicians. Sign petitions. Um, and keep this in the public eye. Keep this on social media. Share things. Talk about experiences. Retweet videos and, and podcasts, whatever you see about this subject keep this subject going because it is snowballing and it is picking up momentum yeah and that's what we can do practically to make a difference a hundred percent we can't just we can't just allow this to go to the wayside otherwise no. we're you know we're just we're just faking it <laughs> awesome okay i think we should probably leave it there yep um thank you everyone for listening to what was probably a way more serious version of the podcast than we normally have it's a serious subject and we wanted to cover it properly um and like i say don't let this please people i implore you to do practical things to keep this going this isn't anywhere near over this is a genuinely important cause that a lot of people feel passionately about and let's carry on and good day to everybody i think that's goodbye from me and that's goodbye from me. And in the immortal words of Stephen, Stevie G, let's not let this fucking slip, lads. Let's not let this slip, lads. <laughs>